0: Hello, students, and welcome to episode two of Legacy Weapon. I am your host, Jamie Keller, and with me, as always, is Drew Walton. Hello, Drew. Hi, kids. Hi, Jamie. You will notice our audio is hopefully improved. may even improve more next time. We're <laughs> working on that. Te- technology's hard. It is.
1: It is the hardest thing.
0: Well. Other uh, than Legacy. Or diamonds. <laughs> All of these are hard. Science. Science. Science, kids. Yes. Uh. On this episode of Legacy Weapon, we wanted to start going through uh, the meta, which we were talking about before, but in, uh, from a different way. We wanted to give you kind of a ten thousand foot up view, just of the landscape, uh, not specific decks that you're going to see, or even specific archetypes, but specific cards.
1: We'll get to the decks at some point.
0: Exactly. We'll get we'll go deck by deck because the thing is to actually explain a full deck in a meaningful way, it's going to take a whole episode for one deck. We want you to know which cards that you should expect to see. If you sit down just opposite somebody, you want to have an idea of what types of cards exist. Right. We're not going to go through a list of all the legal legacy cards. <laughs> so we explained that's almost all of them. Yes. So we're not going to do that. Yes. We are, we are going to go through the most common cards. We want you to know that there's a zero mana counterspell right. that gets played a lot. We want you to know that there's a card that destroys non-basic lands. That gets played a lot. We, we want you to have a, a very basic idea of what types of things are out there uh, before you get in. So, we are just going to go through from a, a most common to least common, uh, the top most played cards in Legacy. So, Drew, if you'll get us started on that.
1: Alright, well, number one is Brainstorm. Uh, it's an instant from back in Ice Age, I believe it was the original printing. It's awfully similar to Ancestral Recall, which perhaps explains why it's the number one most played card in Legacy. Um, uh, it's instant, draw three cards, then you put two ha- cards from your hand back on top of your library. Legacy is sometimes referred to as the four brainstorm format. Uh, brainstorm is that. that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, brainstorm is played in 71% of decks. Yeah. So that, of all decks, of all colors, 71%, and every single one of those decks ran four of them. Yep.
1: Pretty much, there might be one somewhere that runs three, but,
0: uh. Yeah, but Brainstorm when it was first printed was a very fair card. It was them fixing ancestral recall, right. that is, you pay one mana, you draw three cards, but then you have to put two back, and those are your next two draws. Right. So yeah, you get rid of your worst two cards, and now your next two turn draws are going to suck. Right. Then they printed the Fetchlands, which we will get to in a minute, uh, which, among other things, shuffle your library for free. Basically. So now you don't have to draw those terrible cards. Right. And you want to be playing Fetchlands anyway for reasons unrelated to Brainstorm,
1: so this effect is basically something that's built into your deck for free, and it's really good.
0: It's effectively draw three, and then just get rid of the worst two cards in your hand, right. reshuffle your library. Right. And that, That's usually what it's played for. Uh Very strong. That makes... Combo decks be able to dig quickly for their combo. Right. And
1: just in general, it makes sure that you have a mix of lands
0: and spells so that you're able to do stuff, but and not too much of one or the other. So that's Brainstorm, the number one card, uh, one of the most beloved cards, uh. Loved and hated. Actually, yes. Yeah, the most beloved and or hated. Uh, it's very skill testing to decide what to get rid of. People love it for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think we'll probably talk about it Actually, more specifically, when we get to uh, the recent bannings, we, we keep alluding to it, but it's really just going to be a topic unto itself. Yeah. Uh, there was talk about possibly brain, banning Brainstorm, and there were actually some good ideas on why you should do it, but people love it way too much. Right. People play it too much. It would, it, it would make just everyone unhappy, pretty much. Yeah. Um, all right, well, the second is another blue card. Uh, it is Force of Will. Yeah. Force of Will is another blue card. It's
1: uh, a card from back in Alliances. Uh, so far, Ice Age Block is two for two
0: on most played cards in Legacy. That was a powerful format. I mean, Block Ice really? Age, big deal. Big,
1: yeah, really big deal. Um,
0: <laughs> no. Anyway, uh yeah, Block Ice Age was terrible. Just, just don't, don't look don't, into it. Anyway,
1: uh, except for these two cards. Anyway, and a common and an uncommon at that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Force of Will is the zero mana counterspell that Jamie alluded to earlier. It's. uh it, I mean, it has a casting cost, which is five mana, but you'll very rarely, if ever, actually see anybody pay for that. Usually what they do is they pay its alternative cost, which is paying a life and exiling a blue card uh, from your hand, and then it just straight up counters a target spell.
0: So, yeah, th- th- this is uh, a zero mana counter spell, as you said. This card, I'd say single-handedly, is what keeps combo decks in right. check in the format. Yeah. This card is played in 64% of decks. Right. And they almost all of them ran four. Right. Uh, Honestly, I mean, the only reason why it's played less than Brainstorm, uh, you can splash blue for Brainstorm because it's only one blue. Uh, Force of Will, uh, it's zero mana, but you need to have a second blue card to discard to it or to exile. So you need to have a certain threshold of blue cards in your deck for Force of Will to be active. Right. So that's really the only limiting factor. Uh, but this is the way you can stop one of those turn one wins that we talked about. Right. It's basically the only, almost the only way to stop those pack. Right. right. I mean, you, you, this is a spell you can cast on turn zero. You, you before you play your first land, you can play this. Right. So it gets played a lot. Very expensive card. Uh,
1: very important card. Keeps the ban list would
0: probably be three times as long if not for this Oh love. yeah. O- honestly, uh, if you look at the storm in uh, modern first the storm and legacy i think the existence of force of will is the number one difference in those lists in modern they had to ban the fast mana mm-hmm. because there was no way to stop storm right uh in legacy force of will can stop storm so that fast mana is not banned because there's at least a controlling cap on how good it can be right.
1: and it's not in every deck but as we said it is in actually a majority of decks and yeah. that means if you try to go off as a combo deck on turn one and then you run into a Force of Will, well, you just probably played about all the cards in your hand and ran into this brick wall that says no. And now you probably <laughs> lose the game, right. which keeps the combo decks a little honest, makes them, you know, exercise some strategy, not just go off as fast as possible. keeps the game fun.
0: Crazy to think of that Force of Will is the reason that fair decks get to exist. Right. My, my deck is fair, that I like elves. Well, okay, it's not fair. But my deck
1: <laughs> doesn't, run blue, doesn't right? win on turn one.
0: Yeah, my deck doesn't run blue and doesn't win on turn one. But the only reason my deck can win is because all those turn one, turn two, instant win decks get kept in check by Force of Will. If Force of Will got banned, I think my deck would probably be unplayable the next day, right. honestly. Yeah. Um, well, next, we have another blue card. Surprise! More blue. Did, it, did we mention that blue is a really good color? <laughs> yeah. The next card is called Ponder. This is kind of the baby Brainstorm. This is also one blue mana. Look at the top three cards of your library, put them back in any order, and then you can shuffle your library and then draw a card. It sounds terrible when you just read it off the card. That sounds really confusing. Basically, you get to look at the top three and decide if you like them. Uh, If you like them, keep them on top and draw one. If you don't like them, shuffle them away and then draw one. So it, it, right. it is still, like Brainstorm, a one-for-one. One. Use one card to draw one card. Right. But you get to look three cards deep into your library. You get to draw the card you want. Or just scry them all away, effectively, and shuffle your deck again.
1: Right. It's another way of smoothing out your draws, making sure you get the right mix of lands and spells. Another way of hunting for combo beasts. So yeah. uh, this is in a majority of decks, about 57%. Most of them run three or four. It's not quite as good as Brainstorm's, so doesn't have... Quite the saturation that Brainstorm does, but it's the next best thing, and a lot of decks want would really like to run eight Brainstorms. Huh. Since so you can't, since they can't, they start running Ponders because that's as close as they can get to doing so. Yeah,
0: you got a, a draw spell, a counter spell, and a slightly not as good draw spell, uh, all in blue. Right. And next we have Volcanic Island, a blue land. Th- th- this is the first card of a cycle, uh, uh, what are known as the dual lands. Uh You hear almost any land that makes two different colors of mana called a dual land, but these are the capital T, dual, capital D, lands. Maybe capital L. <laughs> Maybe capital <laughs> L. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lands, yes. if you're nasty. Uh Volcanic Island is a mountain and an island. It comes into play untapped. It taps for red. It taps for blue. That's it. That's pretty much it. And uh, while it sounds really simple, think about in Modern how much you pay life to get a card like that. If you are playing Standard, it always comes into play tapped, which in a format with turn one wins, your lands can't come into play tapped. Right. And this is an entire cycle. We will not uh, bring up each one as we pass them. They are all played a lot. Just be aware that they exist in every combination of two colors. Be aware that the, the ones that make blue mana get played a little bit more and they cost a lot more yeah. to buy. Yeah, Volcanic Island is, uh, what, about two fifty, And the white-red one is about $40? Yeah, it depends on where you buy them, but yeah, you're looking at close to 200 bucks for, for a Volcanic Island. Well, uh, at, right? yeah, blue is a good color in Legacy. Uh, as shown by okay. the next card, the most powerful card, actually, has been said in, in all... Some, some say the best card ever the printed. The best card ever printed in Magic. Uh, if you want to win, this is a good place to start your deck with. Island. Yeah. Just the island. Just, it. I mean, it makes blue mana. What else do you want?
1: A lot of decks actually really don't want to do anything else other than make blue
0: mana. Uh, pretty self-explanatory, but with all this blue rolling around, you want something to cast it with. Before we go any further, we want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Uncle Istvan's used car lot. Come on down to Uncle Istvan's. He is the only Uncle Istvan in the entire Tri-State area. He will get you the right chariot, car, van, transformer, or transformed transformer that you need for your needs. Uncle Istvan rarely murders people, and no one, no one beats Uncle Istvan. <laughs> uh, next is Another blue land, <laughs> Polluted Delta. Mm-hmm. If you're aware of Standard or Modern, I'm sure you're aware of these. They're the Fetchlands. Uh, they come right. into play untapped. You can tap and sacrifice them and pay one life to search your library for X or Y. Uh, Polluted Delta is the black-blue one. You can search for an island or a swamp.
1: The important part here, of course, is that Volcanic Island and the other blue dual lands are islands for the purposes of your fetch lands, so you can go get them. Right.
0: So yeah, Pluto Delta is the blue black one, but if you draw it in your opening hand and you need red, you can go get Volcanic Island.
1: That's what this is what legacy mana bases look like basically. It's an awful lot of fetches, an awful lot of duels, and then a handful of, of basic lands here and there
0: for a card we're about to see. Yeah. Uh this is part of the reason why decks in Legacy are distinctive in that they can run almost as many colors as they want. Yeah. Three three colors is basically no problem for most legacy. Three colors is easy for legacy decks. The opportunity cost is very low. Uh, There is an opportunity. There is a cost. Uh, First of all, you know that one life. It's rarely going to matter, but it does matter in some games. I've seen plenty of legacy games come down to one life. There are a few cards that punish you if you get too greedy, and uh, they're not played all the time. But whenever the mana bases get too greedy these uh Punisher cards become more popular and uh kind of keep that ecosystem in check. Again, we're not gonna go through all the fetch lands, just know there's every single right. combination of the right. of the colours.
1: But worth noting is that the uh the blue white fetch land flooded strand is the next one on yep. the list, And the blue red one directly below flooded strand and the blue red one comes right uh, after that. Delta. Right. And then the rainforest which is the blue Oh and then the blue green, green. one. So, You're uh,
0: right. It's right there. Uh so yeah that's See, this four? Yeah. Yeah, that's all four of the blue ones in the top yeah. ten most played cards. Six of the top ten most played cards are blue lands. Yep, so there you yeah. have it. One thing that actually uh, may be worth noting is that a lot of decks will run more fetch lands than they do lands that make mana, actually. This is true. Um, part of this is because brainstorm. Part of it is brainstorm. As we said, that shuffle can be really useful. And the thing is, say you've got ten fetch lands in your deck and only three basics or uh, three lands that they can search for. Well, yeah, that means your fifth fetch land is dead, because there's nothing for it to look for. Legacy games don't go that long. It's fine. You're going to do just fine. <laughs> You're, searching. You're
1: probably also going to brainstorm away that flood, that last Flooded Strand so you don't have to use it. Right. Anyway.
0: Anyway, anyway yes. we've alluded to the next land uh, on the list as a cost of all these greedy mana bases, and it is called Wasteland. Uh, so Wasteland is a uh, non basic land
1: from Tempest attach to a colorless mana, or you can sacrifice it to destroy a target non-basic land. So, this is basically the reason, one of a couple of reasons, but by far the most common reason, why you might not want to run
0: exclusively those fancy dual lands in your deck. Right. Now, Wasteland, honestly, if you'll just look at it and you're new, it looks fair. You know, I lose a land, you lose a land. I've used up a land drop and a card, I take away your land drop and the card. The difference is, I can pick which land you don't get anymore, and I've planned for this and you haven't. So my opening hand might have three lands, so I'm okay getting rid of one of them and still having two to do things with. You might have kept a one-land hand because that's all you needed, and now you don't have it anymore.
1: Right, and you had a, you know, yeah, it was a volcanic island, and you had a ponder and a brainstorm. You figure, hey, it's fine, I'll draw into a land, but if you didn't do it on your first ponder, well, now you have no lands,
0: it's going to be a while. Exactly. So Wasteland is uh, also a defining card of format. It's played right now in a little over a third of decks run it, and those that right. run it usually run four. Right. It, it actually is played less right now than it had been uh, because of a few metagame shifts, but I think it is shifting back up to its ordinary position, probably closer to uh, a little under half of decks will be running. Yeah, I think it's been, it's been trending up for yeah. sure. Uh, next um, is a card which you all in Standard and Modern will probably be familiar with, Dig Through Time.
1: Well, it's banned in Modern now, but you may have been aware of
0: it from before that. Yeah, that's what they're crying about. That's why they're weeping if they lost it. Yeah, right. And other things. We're not a Modern podcast. We don't know about those crazy kids. Anyway, this is another blue
1: draw spell. Amazing. You might get an idea from this what is good to be doing in Legacy. Making blue mana and drawing cards. Yeah.
0: So, a Dig Through Time is by far the most expensive Card on the list, when you, you know, we've mentioned about how uh, uh, you don't have many lands, the games don't go long, you don't pay for expensive cards. This is an eight mana spell, uh, but it has Delve. Delve says you can exile cards in your graveyard to make it cost less at a one for one ratio. In Legacy, you might have noticed all those cheap spells no mana, one mana, fetch lands that go to your graveyard. You are going to incidentally have six cards in your graveyard if you're playing blue. It's going to happen right. by, Pretty yeah, it's going to happen by accident. Maybe not on turn two, but really, really quickly. So right. basically it says two blue mana, look at the top seven cards of your library, put two of them into your hand. The rest right. go on the bottom of your library. This is a, go ahead. This is a fantastic tool for combo decks because you don't necessarily get as many cards directly into your hand
1: as you would with say brainstorm, but You get to look at a ton of cards, and if you're looking for that one missing combo piece, this is probably the best tool, well, one of the best tools, anyway, to go find. Right. Uh,
0: Now, I'm actually not sure if this gets played in any kind of control, but uh, I imagine as an instant, it could be really good to go fetch up your Force of Will or whatever you need to stop what's happening on the board. It'll it'll do
1: that, too, yeah.
0: And you can leave your
1: mana up until the end of the turn,
0: do a surprise, yeah. Yeah. It's a very strong card. Now this is one of the first ones that is not played as a 4 of very often. It's usually played at about a a 2 of. Because... That is Delve. Right, because of Delve. Like we said, you're gonna accidentally get 6 cards in your graveyard. You might get 12 cards in your graveyard. You're probably not gonna have 24 cards in your graveyard to cast all 4 of these for the cheap. Right. Right. The idea with the
1: second Dig Through Times is you're probably not actually gonna draw both. But you wanna see 1, you really don't wanna see 2. And you really don't want to see blue. Yeah. So you're not gonna
0: run the full compliment because that's right. bad. Uh well next we have our first non blue card, which is kind con- it's an yeah. exciting moment. I I'm I'm a quiver. Wh- which one is it? Right.
1: It is swords to plowshares. Oh, I was
0: hoping for fungal bloom.
1: <laughs> All right. Swords to plowshares. Sadly your 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 fungus your fungi are gonna have to. Oh, they'll it.
0: rise again. <laughs> well, yes. why do you hate them so much? They're fun guys. <laughs> uh. <laughs> The dad joke. I have some,
1: I, I love my phallids. I, I wish they were playable. I hope someday Wizards makes some playable fungus features. I love the mechanic. I think it's super cool, but sadly, as far as I know, that's not something we're going to be encountering
0: anytime soon in our legacy podcast. Well, that's what all the dragons and dragons of Tarkir evolved into. Didn't you know? <laughs> I didn't know that stuff. Spoiling the plot. Thing.
1: Spoilers. Uh,
0: and, anyway, Spoilers. our next card is, is, uh, a white card. And it is the best white card, or bestest white card in Magic.
1: I mean, I've always been partial to Thalia, but
0: Swords of sure. Plowshares, one blue mana, instant speed, exile.
1: Uh, 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 one one white one white one white mana.
0: Sorry, everybody, I was so excited about everything being blue forever and nothing that's not blue being good. I was uh, uh, speaking out of turn. Yeah, we might keep all that. That sounded kind of nice.
1: <laughs> that sounds pretty great.
0: Uh, source of plowshares, one white mana, instant speed, exile target creature. Uh, their controller gains yep. life, uh, but that's mostly irrelevant. Um, there are a few decks that would care about a life gain, you know, burn or something that really cares about hitting the life total. They don't run this
1: card. Yeah, they don't run this
0: card, yeah. Um, if you care about life total, this isn't a card for you, regardless. So, you really, it just says one white mana, exile target problem.
1: It is by far the best removal spell ever printed yeah,
0: for creatures. And, uh, not too much to say about that. It gets played in about a third of all decks, and those that play it usually run four.
1: If you're running... It's in virtually every white deck as usually a
0: four. I mean, really, that's what it is. It's it's in a third of decks because about a third of decks run white. Good to have. Next. Uh, next is a blue draw spell. (laughs) This is, uh, (laughs) one blue mana, draw a card, look at target opponent's hand which sounds... Ataxian Probe is the name of this card. Ataxian Probe. Uh, that sounds really unexciting. Uh, that's been done, actually, a lot of times. The difference is, this one blue mana is one Phyrexian mana. Uh, right. Which was... Which
1: means, again, same with service of Plowshares, you
0: don't necessarily care about life
1: total and a lot of Legacy matchups. Right. So this is basically
0: free. Yeah. Phyrexian mana, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, is a mechanic they, they brought in a few years back where you can pay two life instead of paying the one mana. So this card says, "Pay 2 Life, look at target player's hand, draw a card. It's fair, again, in quotation marks, in that it's a one-for-one. One. You, know, you use one card, you get it, a new card to replace it with. There is an opportunity cost for running this. I, I've thought about running it in my decks, even though I don't have any blue, just because seeing your opponent's hand and drawing a card's great. But if you draw this and you're opening seven cards, you don't know what it's going to cycle into. If you've got this and no other lands, maybe it'll draw you a land. Maybe it won't. Uh, and you really don't know. So it makes it very hard to mulligan correctly if you have any of these in your opening hand.
1: However, there are enough decks out there that are confident enough of being consistent, or that just really need to know what's in their opponent's hand. Combo decks, for example, uh, sort of need to know whether their opponent has a force of will before they cast their big spell. And so this is a way to find out that has very little cost associated with it. Right. Moving
0: on, uh, we get to our first red card. Yay! Best red card? Bestest red card.
1: Best est, 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 red card.
0: This card is uh, one that modern players will be very familiar with. I, think it's, I probably think it's the number one played card in modern. Yeah. It is Lightning Bolt. Uh, it is yep. basically the poor man's swords of plowshares. Or it's a rich man's shock. It's, I don't know. That's, not, that's not a fair way to say it anyway. Yeah. Lightning Bolt. One red mana, three damage to target creature or player, instant speed. Yep. It's pretty good. Just what it says uh, on the tin. This just burns things, and uh, it's very, very effective. It kills
1: most creatures in Legacy because most of them are not... You don't have Siege Rhinos running around. I mean, most
0: things are small, and you can kill them with this. Right. Creatures that cost more than three mana are usually game-ending the turn they come right. into play in Legacy. Creatures that cost two mana eh, probably still don't have three toughness. You're not playing them because they're a big, beefy guy. You're playing them for some other reason. They're probably right. tiny. So.
1: But in unlike Swords of Plowshares, this can also just deal free damage to your opponent. So if you're in an aggressive build,
0: this is also a way to just win the game, in addition to interacting with what your opponent is trying to do. Right. Now, like we said, uh, aggro decks like that are not as common. Lightning Bolt is usually going to be killing a creature.
1: Uh, or Ooh, a Planeswalker. Depends, though. Delver? Delver
0: usually bolts you to the face. True. True. I just don't like Delver, so I don't think about it. as Delver is a lot of the decks, though. I do a lot of not thinking, Drew. <laughs> Fair enough. Next up we have... Oh, good. Another blue card. I was worried. Another, another blue I, card. I was, I was worried. Uh, yeah. We have a counterspell. No, uh, uh, you skipped Tundra. Well, we weren't going to do all those.
1: Well, I just think you just mentioned that it is the next card.
0: All right. Next we have Tundra. Uh, that is the white blue land. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good to mention another blue land. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Spell pierce. Is a Counterspell, uh, one blue mana, counter, target, non-creature spell, unless his controller pays two colorless mana. So, it's a Counterspell. <laughs> it, you see this, and you might compare it to a card like Counterspell itself. Counterspell is two blue mana, just counter anything, uh, no qualifiers. That one might look better, because this only stops non-creature spells. Uh, this one can be countered itself, if they just have some extra mana out. This right. one's still a lot better in Legacy. Uh, right.
1: Creatures that are actually cast rarely end the game. You, usually what you're afraid of your opponent doing is a sorcery or an incident.
0: Right. So the, the non-creature spell uh, really just reads counter-target important spell. <laughs> right. Uh, and the unless this control pays 2 is usually irrelevant because in Legacy things move fast. 2 is a lot of mana. 2 is a lot of mana in Legacy. People usually don't have many lands in play people are usually casting their big spell the moment that they can, because if they wait a turn, oops, you lost. You might kill them. (laughs) Um, And also the the one blue mana versus two mana, say for mana leak or something, still huge. Like we said, uh, the difference in mana costs between zero and one, between one and two, huge differences. Very very important, yeah.
1: Yeah. This this does get worse as the game goes on. I mean, if you do get into sort of a controlling grindy matchup, this ceases to read counter-target spell later in the game, which is why it's not a four-of in most decks. Most decks only run a couple of them, because they're really good in the early game. Turn, turn one, for example, or turn two? Right, it's pretty good. But, like, turn six? Which, legacy like, games do get there. They, you have to be ready to go off early, but you know, games will
0: run long. Sometimes, yes. It, we, we talk about things happening so fast. We talk about turn one wins. If you were to look at bell curves of how uh, statistically likely it is for a game to end on turn one, end in turn two, end on turn three. I don't have the exact numbers, but it probably has some for one, a good amount for two, a lot for three, and then it slowly tapers off. With you know four, right. five, six, seven, I mean eight, nine, ten, those games happen.
1: Twenty turns, miracles versus land.
0: <laughs> Miracle. <laughs> oh, God, <gosh. laughs> don't say that. You'll make it happen. It's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> All right, uh, so Spell Pierce, another blue counter spell. Uh, next yep. we have Underground Sea. That is the blue, blue black. Dual land. Yep, <laughs> that is the blue black dual land. Play Islands, kids.
1: Yeah, it works. <laughs> One of the reasons you want to play Islands yep.
0: is for the next card.
1: Yeah, which is just days. Days.
0: Uh, we talked about how Ponder was sort of uh, the uh, the poor man's brainstorm. This is the poor man's force of will. Right. Uh, it has a casting cost which you don't care about, two mana, but that doesn't matter. Instead of paying its casting cost, you can return an island to your hand. It reads, right. counter-target spell, unless its controller pays one. This is great because, as we said, people usually don't have any extra mana. Uh, this one's a little bit weaker uh, as far as one mana being a lot bit different than two. But still, it's usually going to counter the important spells. Right. This also lets you tap out. Uh, you right. can cast it when you don't have anything else to do. You can win a counter-war with it. I've never played with it because I hate blue mana. Drew, why don't you talk about how it's awesome? You crazy blue
1: uh, yo know, I don't play with blue mana either, but I have definitely walked into my fair share of dazes. This is a thing you have to know about, because it does only counter it if you are tapped out at the time. So you will often run into blue decks where, especially this is this is most commonly played in, uh, in blue decks that care a lot about tempo. They're not trying to totally stop you from doing what you want to do. They're just trying to make you do it slow enough that they kill you. So Delver decks do this a lot. Merfolk decks, if those are really a thing. But anyway, uh, decks like that will run these. This
0: is actually a great card just to show why you need to know what exists. Uh, You might have learned that it's often good to play your lands as late as possible, to do everything as late as possible. Hide your information. You know, If I'm going to cast a one-mana spell, and I've got one land in play, and that's all I'm going to do this turn, I'm going to save my land until the end of the turn, just so that they don't know I have it. Right. Well, now maybe you play that land first, because you might need that mana quick.
1: You You also sometimes, right, you want to play as fast as possible. You want to play your win condition. But there are sometimes, you know, if you know that they're not going to be able to kill you the next turn, you know, if you've got your win condition and it costs three mana and you've got three lands, sometimes, because of days, you wait until turn four to make one more land drop before you play your win condition, because you're afraid they might counter your spell.
0: Yep. It is a bit of a fencing match. I, I love that analogy, but um, it, you sometimes just have to gauge the risk of them beating you next turn against the uh, likelihood of you actually succeeding at what you're trying to do this turn. Sometimes you just have to wait. I think uh This is from Nemesis. I think this might be the only It is, it is Nemesis. I, I think it's the only good card in Nemesis. I think it's literally it the only card worth more than a dollar out of Nemesis, and it's a common. I
1: think, I think
0: Massacre is also, sees some sideboard play. Uh, yeah. There's
1: a Submerge. Awesome. Action. Okay. I, I, There's I think, basically I this cycle of free spells from Nemesis are the really only cards from that whole set that see any play at all.
0: I, I did look it up though, and Days is the most expensive card, at least when I checked. That's very possible. Despite being common. Uh, they're like five bucks. Yeah. Uh, next? Not everybody invested in tons
1: of boxes of nemesis like me. I'm spikes. I have lots of days.
0: Hashtag winning. Yeah. You've got days for days? I
1: have days for days. Oh man. I was about to say that and I was like, uh no. Days,
0: for days. The dad jokes are strong over here. That's all I can say. I know. Okay. Uh next we have a tropical island. This is the green blue land. Play islands, kids. Yep.
1: Play islands. I think that's I think
0: we will no longer have to list any blue dual lands. Because there are <laughs> none left. Run out. I think we've There just, are none left. Yeah, we've done them all. Okay, uh, yeah. next is another land, but one we have not talked about at all yet. Uh, it is Caracas. It's uh, the first legendary card, I think, that we've run into. It's true. Uh, Drew, you play this in uh, one of your decks. I play this in, like, all of my decks. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Car- Caracas is a legendary land, comes down untapped, taps for one white mana. It basically is a plains. Uh, you can't fetch for it uh with the... It dies to wasteland. It, it, it dies to wasteland. You can't fetch for it.
1: But other than that, it's strictly better than planes
0: Because it has... Yeah. It, other than that, it is strictly better than planes Because it has a second ability. Tap, return target a legendary creature to its owner's hand. Now, we haven't seen any legendary creatures yet, so you might not know why that's important. Against most the decks, coming. it's not.
1: But uh there are a couple of decks that run legendary creatures as their primary win conditions. There are a couple of Really big legendary creatures that basically win the game if they come into play, this happens to be a nearly costless way to get those out of play, which is a reason to run it
0: yeah uh, it just the opportunity cost is really low against right. most decks. it's going to be a planes uh, right. so usually it's not going to hurt you to have this instead of a planes right against some decks, this says I win. Uh, because yep. the decks that run those big legends usually can't cast those big legends. They usually can only cheat it into play. So if you just put it back into their hand, they have to hope to combo out again. And if they do, you can just put it back in their hand again.
1: Yeah, they're usually dedicated dedicated combo decks. Usually do not run wastelands because that's not what they want to be doing. They want to be trying to go faster than you, uh, not try to slow you down. Right. So they're usually not going to have good ways to get rid of this.
0: Now, practice in the decks it's played in, is usually a one-of or a two-of, and this is because it's a Legend. Uh, the whole right. reason why you run it is because the cost is low. If you were going to run a planes, just run this instead. If you have two of these, you might not be able to play them both at the same time. Right. The Legendary rule, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, you can't have two of the same Legend in play at the same time. Uh, right. That actually becomes very relevant in, in some decks. But anyway, that's the important part to know here why you, never mind having one practice in your deck, but the second one is a legitimate cost. If those are your two lands yeah. in your opening hand, you're not going to do very well. Right. All right. That concludes the top 20. And uh, so. I think that's it for our episode, Drew, unless there's anything else that you wanted to talk about. Uh. Nope. All right. I got nothing. Well, we're very glad to have uh, been able to be here with you all today. Uh, we wish you well. Our next episode is going to be a deck tech so we hope that you join us for that uh it'll be a surprise which deck it is mostly because we recorded one with terrible microphones so if we can salvage it it'll be one deck if we can't it'll be a different deck surprise <laughs> <laughs> the magic of radio folks yeah stick with us well until next time remember preparation is the best legacy weapon thanks I do remember i I traded my uncle Isvan for a damaged uh uh sulfurous springs, so a car that used to be awesome that nobody cares about for another car that used to be awesome that nobody cares about
1: <laughs> Hey, so sulfur springs at least is now like this thing got one damage in a backpack oh yeah, yeah. Uh...